Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Um, I had a great weekend. I couldn't wait to get back and deliver a dimension of greatness. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I have just this big smile on my face because I've been in the presence of God. (laughs) And again, I cannot stress enough how not only is it important, not only is it essential, but it's a powerful blessing to be in the presence of God. Um, There's no place I would rather be. And I appreciate and um, I respect David uh, for saying that it's better to be in the house of the Lord, um, you know, than than anywhere else. Um, And so God has been dealing with me about some very powerful things and I've just been enjoying his presence. I've been praising a little bit, worshiping a little bit, but in both dimensions of fellowship, I've just been amazed and blown away by what God has been sharing with me. And um, just when you think you have things figured out, God reveals himself. And I want people to understand through this podcast that it is a portal of revelation. God is still teaching me how to break down truths. Um, I'm not common. There's nothing I say that's really common. It is the word of God. It is, you know, it is uh, the spirit of truth. Um, But the way that he gives it to me, I'm still learning how to deliver it because he speaks to me in a certain way. And that's the same way that I deliver it. And I'm understanding now that some people, um, I know that there are a lot of leaders that listen. And so I'm very grateful for um, the men and women of God in the UK that have been listening consistently, in Nigeria that have been listening consistently, and even those in the US and even Germany that have been listening consistently. Thank you guys so much for your support. Please write to me. Um, You can write to me or email me um, through my um, Instagram page or the Dimensions of Greatness um, podcast page and let me know uh, what you think. I do know that a lot of you are enjoying it, the leaders, um, but I'm just praying and asking God to show me how to be more effective as it pertains to um, people that may not be in leadership, may not own a business, may not have ever experienced the spirit of revelation, but the spirit of revelation is a blessing. I'm very grateful for it. And um, as I was saying earlier, um, I had a great weekend. Um, I've, I've been you know, wondering what the Lord is doing as it pertains to a dimension of greatness and dominion. Because like I said, every week, um, he'll give me a little, a little window, a space of opportunity to seek him, but I never know the actual, the pivotal point, the peak of precision is what I like to call it. I never get the peak of precision. This is the high place and where I am quickened and pierced by the power of the Holy Ghost in the word. I never get that until right now, until right before I come on. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm excited and I am a very, I'm a fun loving person. And I'm, I'm understanding now that I guess that's why God gives me powerful, deep revelations because I am the silliest, funniest down to earth person ever. So, um, but I have very, um, and people think deep is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You know, um, the spirit searches all things, the deep things. It's a, it's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a mystery. And, um, so bear with me, um, bear with me today, bear with me today, bear with me. I'm, I'm going to 
see how to do this because this is very powerful and potent today. And I have these little 30 minutes. It's like 30 minutes. <laughs> We're five minutes in now. So let's just get to the point. We thank God for what he's doing in our lives. We thank God for the opportunity to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace, to receive a revelation of royalty, to receive revelations of dominion, just to receive all the mercies and loving kindness that he has to offer to his people for such a time as this. God, let your ways be made manifest. Let your word be made clear. Let the spirit of truth rest upon your people, the spirit of understanding, wisdom, counsel, and might. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All right, you guys. So last week we discussed taking dominion and entering the promise. I talked briefly about the economic landscape for each believer. There is a problem in the body of Christ. It's been here since before I was born. It's been here for God knows how long it's been around. And it's that thing. It's that unseemly thing that causes the world to look at the church as though we are uh of none effect. And that's not true because we have been baptized with the spirit of God. We have the word of truth. We have everything that pertains to life and godliness, but God is asking the people. He's asking the body of Christ to be glory carriers. Okay. That's something he dealt with me as I was washing the dishes the other day, carrying the glory. And he never spoke anything else about it and how I thought he was going to release it. So he actually revealed it to me in a different way, because as you carry the glory, you're only carrying it through dominion because you're carrying it through a land. And as the Bible talks about land, land is the original access and the original position intended for your life. I need you to understand and hear me very closely when I say that. When the Lord and the word of God is discussing land, it's the original because that is the original mention. It The name was changed to earth. And when it was changed to earth, that's when the dynamic changed. But original land is original. Anytime you hear me say land, I'm talking about the beginning of your purpose. So today we're talking about taking dominion and owning your purpose, owning your purpose in dominion. You cannot possess the land if you don't understand your purpose, because possessing the land is original purpose. The land was called earth. He called the land earth, as we discussed last week, the economic landscape for each believer. So each believer has an economy within them. That's the point of Reuben. And that's the point of Simeon, Judah. You know, he's known for praise. That was his economy. Everything that flowed through Judah was through his praise, through warfare, through um, having a relationship with God and letting it be known through praise. Okay, so there's an economy in all of us. So my job to get people to understand a dimension of greatness is to pull those things out and not in theory, but in power, not in talk, but in works, not just in faith, but in manifestation. This is very important to me and I'm very serious about it. And God has delivered a powerful revelation today. Let me get through last week. So we have a little bit of a foundation. So land only speaks of original power, original purpose, original principles. We talked about the five, one, two, 
three, four, five. We talked about the five graces. And that's another thing. God has been dealing with me very strongly in my spirit, um, prophetically about that number five. So this week we're dealing with a a release of um, a prophetic anointing uh, pertaining to grace as it pertains to how we're going to operate in this land revelation today. And it's going to be very beautiful. It's going to speak expressly. It's going to be an explicit revelation. So um, you're really going to enjoy it. Um, The abroad anointing, he took Moses, uh, I'm sorry, he took Abraham abroad and he showed him what he was capable of doing. So the abroad anointing, there's five that we discussed last week, land, abroad, coast, borders, and territories. So broad just speaks of the potential of transit authorities. These are anointings that travel. These are anointings that have reached. These are anointings that grasp into growth, okay? Abroad means to encompass a greater scale, a greater um, a greater scope, a, a greater, um, uh, what's the word that I wanna use? The encompassment is broad. It's it, your opportunities are broad. Some people, um, and that's what we're going to talk about how they minimize their opportunities. But the abroad anointing is when God brings you to a place and He says, "This count the stars; um, they're innumerable." So that's a abroad. Abroad also um, has been revealed in the New Testament with the apostles. Abroad also means to send forth, start this business, call it icon, call it the ministry of the end time believers and do this and that. So the sending forth comes with those abroad anointings. And if you follow the design, you'll have a greater scope, scale, and opportunity to have dominion within that sending forth or within that um, ordination, if you will. Okay. And then number three was the coast. The coast is where your earthly obligation meets your spiritual capabilities. There are people with degrees. There are people with great jobs, great income. There are people with um, no, you know, um, that might not have those same opportunities in the earth, but then they have greater spiritual capabilities. They can prophesy, they can see in the spirit, but they don't know how to make it um, manifest in the land or in the earth. Either way, they haven't caused the coast to meet. And I discussed that last week about, um, you know, the coast was mentioned with Pharaoh. The coast was mentioned with Moses. It was it's mentioned throughout the entire Bible because it represents where the, the, the coast is the beach, you know, where the land meets the water. God specifically created that coast in the beginning where he told the waters, you stop right there, where he told the waters, you stop right there, where he told the land, you stop right there. And he has a divine leadership over how the two intertwine, but he's most um, greatly impressed when we operate in those two glories. I talked last week about very briefly because I didn't get to to really um, go further into detail, but I just want to touch on it a little bit right now. Uh, When Moses hit the rock twice and caused the waters to gush out, um, people think that he was not able to enter into the promised land because of his anger. And that's not the case. That's not it. The reason that hitting the rock twice represented a different pattern that God did not ordain. God ordained the earth to meet the water. The waters came together and recalled seas, the gathering of the waters. So when Moses hit the rock twice, that gathering of the water anointing was resting upon Moses, but he hit it twice saying, God, I don't care about your preordained design. Okay, I'm going somewhere. I don't care about your preordained design for this miracle. I want it done this way. 
So God is very intentional in orchestrating the design and fulfillment and fruition of the design. So we're going to get into that very much in detail, but I, I didn't want to, I, I didn't finish that last week. So I wanted to make that clear. And then there are borders. These borders are pre-designed spaces of operation. You ever heard the term stay in your lane, stay in your lane. That's not your business. Mind your business. Um, everyone has that, um, that order, if you will, that, um, or they should have order. And so the borders represent operating in a dimension of order as it pertains to your promise, what pertains to you, what you should be attaining, okay? And then the territories speak of an opportunity that belong to someone else or something else. A territory is marked either by the enemy, either by God, either by both. Job at one point was walking in the realm of two territories. Um, I don't know if you guys heard that teaching a couple, maybe six or seven weeks ago. Um, early when I first started the podcast, I did the revelation on uh, Job and how he was really picked to be um, the head of um, you know uh, witchcraft and sorcery and, and all of those things. And you really need to go back and listen to that teaching. I want to say it was maybe number two or number three when I talked about uh, when the sons of God presented themselves to God and when Job was um, offered up. And Job was not offered as a sacrifice, but there was a greater anointing and a greater principle that rested behind the suffering of Job that would bring the double portion anointing. And that was because he did not submit to the spirit of witchcraft. That's why his wife said, curse God and die because the curse was what he was operating in. So the only thing the wife knew to do was curse him back. And so um, that's neither here nor there. And we're not talking about that today. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite revelations too. Um, after understanding, having a greater understanding of witchcraft and the way that um, territorial anointings and opportunities work. So territories speak of an opportunity that belongs to something or someone else. That's why when God says, take the territory, he's saying someone has what's yours. Not all the time does someone have what's ours. When we have a baby, you know, that baby is growing in us. We can give, you know, and, and when the baby is born and then someone may, and it, it might be hindered spiritually or it might be hindered naturally. But as we're giving birth, that baby belongs to us. We are, we have it in an incubation period, but not all the time is the blessing in an incubation period where it's just solely belongs to us as a promise. There are times when it has to be taken back. Okay. We're going to get into that because today we have a great revelation. It's going to be great. Okay, today we're discussing owning your purpose, taking dominion part two. So the term crossing over has been used quite a few times. I love it. I've been um, in love with the book of Joshua since I first gave my life to the Lord as a teenager. And um, the original calling, my original purpose started through a revelation. I'm, I'm sure you guys remember me saying that in the book of Joshua that I'm, I still have not shared. There are many people. I mean, I can't, there may be one or two people in the whole world that I've shared it with because I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just in love with that particular revelation. God is leading me to um, release it, but it, but it, there has to be preparation for it because it's going to change the entire dynamic of the way that we operate in God. So be on the lookout for the dimensional, the dimension 
revelation. It actually shows what a dimension is in the word of God. And it connects everything from beginning to end in one word. Okay. All right. So the dimension of crossing over originated from a design given to constitute owning your purpose. There has to be a constitution in order to own anything. The way that we're able to purchase things, the way that we're able to reside in places all comes from a constitutional law, um, legal guidelines. So in Joshua 1 and 4, chapter 1, verse 4, it says from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Now, this is not the key scripture for this teaching. But I find it that uh, very amazing and very beneficial and profitable to start here because there are a number of things in the scripture that are very key as it pertains to dominion and owning your purpose. The problem with the majority of believers, we don't own our purpose. We have been born again. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of us are. I hope that we all are. I hope that you are. And if you're not, you better get you some Holy Ghost. It's it's key. And uh, but we all have an original purpose. See, when we get into sin, some of us believe that we've been saved our whole lives. I have not been, but some of us have been. But either at either rate, there's an original design that God has given us that we have to retrieve. We have to, everyone, everyone, everyone from leaving the promised land to entering back in the children of Israel, that whole pattern represents the life of every person. We all have to come into the light. So there is something that God ordained from the foundations of the earth that we have to reconnect with. Okay. And so that's how you possess the land, territory, dominion, the coast, the border, all of those anointings come through owning your purpose. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, right off the bat, God says from the wilderness, from the wilderness means you do not have to access greatness from the promised land. I'm going to prove that you can begin to operate in a dimension of greatness for your life in the foggy state, in the, I'm not sure in the, I'm not certain God gives us vision. He told Joshua, wherever you see, um, look unto here, the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Remember I said the coast is where the earth meets the spirit, where the land meets the spirit, where your spiritual anointing, your gift, your gift of tongues, your laying on of hands, your gift of prophecy, your casting out demons meets your, I'm an accountant. I am a doctor. I am a nurse. I sell eyelashes. I sell makeup. All of the, that earthly position and your kingdom call have to come together for the kingdom of God to come in order for you to possess the land point blank period. And that's, what's calling the body of Christ to look the way that we look. We do not look victorious. We do not look eligible, but that's because we have not been reconnected with our original purpose. He said that to the going down of the sun, meaning Okay, so let's step back. The wilderness represents anything unfulfilled in your life. 
The wilderness represents anything not unfulfilled, that business you started, that ministry you thought about when you were six years old, everything that God showed you being stagnant, God is giving explicit permission to access the promised land from that position. As soon as you open your eyes and see from the going down of the sun, meaning where Jesus is, Jesus doesn't go down. Jesus went down and he rose like the sun. So he's saying that your opportunity in Christ is endless. That's your coast. There is no end. Okay. See, if you really read, that's why I talk about having a spirit of revelation. You sometimes have to study and understand what God is saying because you find all kinds of beautiful truths. It says the dividing of the promise comes from the wilderness position. You cannot divide the territory amongst your promise until you understand your wilderness position, the wilderness stance. That's why we first started out discussing vision in those first 10 weeks. God uses your sight. He tempers it spiritually so that you can see the coast. How can my spiritual gift align with my earthly position? That's what the wilderness represents. Now, what I found very interesting today was the part where he says, even unto the great river Euphrates. That is a very powerful, that is a powerful scripture and a very powerful phrase because the great river Euphrates means to break forth. It's a rushing. It's breaking you out of everything you know. He told Joshua to the breaking forth of the great river Euphrates. Now, in the beginning, in Genesis chapter two, God says that there were four rivers that parted ways meaning I divided them in four ways. What does the number four mean? It means to build. So he's saying, I'm building an anointing in the Garden of Eden. So he's trying to restore us, like I've been talking about for weeks, weeks to the original blessing of the Garden of Eden. We will never live in Eden again, but spiritually, we can have that resting place. We can abide there and establish fruitfulness and possess that territory and that land. The great river Euphrates, the river Euphrates to all the land of the Hittites. Now, the great river Euphrates, it means to break forth. It's only called great while they're journeying, okay? While they're traveling to the promised land, is it called great? In the beginning, in Genesis chapter two, God says, I created, I parted four rivers. The fourth one was the river Euphrates. The fourth, you know, there was Pison and, you know, Hevelah. They had gold. They had all these resources in these where the four rivers are, which were all connected to lands. That's the coast I was talking about. So the rivers were connected to the land. Remember where I told you the coast is where the earth meets the spirit. Your earthly opportunity meets the spirit. You have to connect the two. If you're gliding through life thinking you're going to possess a great opportunity or greatness in God, living your day-to-day -day life as usual, business as usual, it cannot happen. This is what the word of God is saying. Okay, so um, the breaking forth of the rushing it's only called great while they're traveling to the promised land. In the beginning, God just calls it Euphrates. When they travel from captivity, he calls it the great river Euphrates. When they're entering in the promised land, he calls it the great river Euphrates. After they leave the promised land, it's never called great again. It goes to the original, just the Euphrates river until the book of Revelation. So God is saying, 
I need you to understand magnitude, greatness, magnitude, greatness, bigger, better, scale, scope, magnitude, momentum, next level. If you don't understand that, you won't possess it because the river Euphrates goes back to its original form after you attain the promise. That means you're abiding in the place, you're abiding in the land of your promise and it will remain in its original form. It will own its purpose in your life until revelation. Then John the uh, revelator calls it the great river again, because we then are traveling back to the promise. And so this is very deep. I don't have enough time to get into this. I cannot believe I have so much more. All right. The book of revelation, it, it becomes great again. It becomes restored into its original purpose. Now watch this. I haven't even gotten into my teaching. Second Samuel eight and three says David smote all of Hadazir the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his border at the river Euphrates. So when the children of Israel, that's my original teaching as it pertains to dominion, is breaking down each glory and each anointing of the 12 tribes of Israel, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Judah, uh, Issachar, Zebulun, Naphtali, Gad, Dan, Joshua, I mean, Joseph, um, Benjamin. And so I'm breaking it down. But before I can break down the anointing, see the garden of Eden, Eden was prepared before Adam and Eve were placed there. So you have to understand the land you're being placed in before you're placed in it. Otherwise you will fondle the blessing. Okay. You will forfeit the blessing. Okay. Momentum can never be lost. It can only be forfeited. Momentum can never be lost. It can only be forfeited. And so we don't want to forfeit. So that's why I'm talking about the land more than the anointings. Everybody is calling and wanting to know, well, what is the anointing of? Tell me what this anointing, tell me about Reuben, tell me. Da, da, da. And I cannot release that until the land has been, the soil has been prepared, if you will. All right. So David smote Hadazir, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his border. This is David taking over the kingdom. So there's an anointing from the 12 tribes of Israel. Then, but there's a different dispensation that happens after the judges. Then there's a kingly or royal anointing that is being established through King David. David recorded, recovered the border. So remember I told you the border is the design, the, the place where you operate, you legally can operate within this, within this territory, within this means. And he record, re recovered that border at the river Euphrates, okay? But my key scripture of today is, if my people, which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And God has revealed to me through the possessing of the land, through dominion, that healing the land, Rapha, properly to mend, to stitch together, figuratively, to cure, to heal, a position to repair thoroughly, to make whole. God is saying that your original purpose, I'm stitching it together in the fabric of your life, in the womb of your injury, and I'm causing it to come forth as one mandate, your earthly opportunity, your spiritual endowment, and they're going to come together. And that's why the people of God are missing the mark because they think heal the land 
means I need money, pay this bill and do that. But it will never be restored and healed properly. You ever had a wound that didn't heal properly? That scar never leaves you. That scar will follow you the rest of your life. And God says, I come to mend, I come to heal your land if you return to the original state and recover at the river Euphrates as David did. The reason why David was allowed is because the principle is to restore the kingdom, a royal anointing upon the people. So the purpose of dominion is to um, inevitably and ultimately possess the kingdom of God. So he told David in the chapter before that, chapter seven, you will not build the house, but Solomon will. So as Solomon, now we're building a house. Now we're building, we're in the land. We're not only in the land, we're in the kingdom. So now we have to build the land in the kingdom. But if anything happens, I need to be able to heal the land, but I'm only healing the land if you recover your original purpose. Okay. So speaking prophetically, healing the land is a term that many use. They don't understand. The blessing was released as a promise to us. We already have a mindset to establish the purposes of God before our own purpose. The, the, the house was being built in the kingdom of God. They put that first. They put the building of that house first. That's why the land was able to be healed. That's why that promise was given because the purpose of God was established before our own. The spiritual purpose has to have preeminence over the earthly promise or the earthly purpose to possess the land. So that's what this whole thing is about. The great river Euphrates and uh, Joshua looking unto the going down of the sun. That's where we need to be looking. Okay. And so there are so many truths and revelations and royal anointings and diadems in these truths that make it so powerful. The royal anointing um, it's, it comes from the dedication of the house. It's combined with the territorial anointing through the land, a building anointing through the land. The land is the original state of promise. That's what land means when the land originally was created first with the water, spiritual and original purpose in the earth. That's what the land means. So then you have an opportunity to build, but your, your building has to come up. The tabernacle, the place where God abides and dwells, he inhabits this position. It has to be honored as a place that God would abide and dwell. So ladies and gentlemen, be great this week. Um, I wish I had more time, but I don't. Have a dimension of greatness, possess the land, possess the promise and own your calling. In Jesus name, be blessed.